Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much for the great morning you've given us, Lord. And just for this morning of worship, Lord, that we can give to you, Lord. I pray that you open our hearts to your word that's coming up, Lord. And I just want to thank you so much that all of us could make it this morning. And thank you so much for the weather that you've given us, that it's able to have sunshine outside today. And Lord, we just want to pray this all in your name. Amen. You may be seated. Have you ever had a moment when you knew you were sure everything was going to fail? A moment of stress overtaking your life where you knew there would be no escape or no way out. Or maybe you're still in that moment right now. What can you do to get out of that situation? Who can you turn to for help? Maybe your parents, your psychologist, your friends, doctors, the bank personnel. I would encourage you that the first step would be a willingness to talk about it with God. Now, if you are in one of these situations, I encourage you to seek out the help you need. And when I was suffering with depression, I had gone to my father for help, and I had a lot of friends helping me through it. And my father gave me the steps I needed to get out. Though God gave us a way to communicate with him, and he intends for us to use it. You may have heard of it before. It's something called prayer. Many of us don't quite understand what prayer is or why it's even useful. We all have questions, and today I'll do my, base, my best to explain the six most asked questions people have about prayer, the uh, fundamental questions, if you will. So will you all bow your heads in prayer with me as we get started today? Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we come to you today once again to thank you for your blessings, both seen and unseen, Lord. Thank you so much for all you've done for us, Lord, and I pray that you open our hearts to hear your word today. May we focus on ways to serve you today, Lord, and may we focus on your word and your teachings. It's in your heavenly name that we pray, amen. So let's jump straight into it. The first question of the day is simple. Who? Who are we praying to? Now, this may seem like an obvious, pray, uh, an obvious answer at first glance, right? Just a normal Sunday school answer. It's God, right? But stop here and think about it. Who are we really praying to? And why him? Now, I'll be jumping from uh, passage to passage from different prayers in the New Testament today. But I, have, I will have the words up on the screen when I read them. For those who wish to follow me in your Bibles, please turn to Colossians chapter 1. And I'll start with verse 12. So Paul says here, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. And in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, Paul says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. So let me start by asking, as a kid, if you wanted something really badly from your parents, how would you ask them? Did you try to make a plan to get the highest chance of success? Or did you just rush in blindly? I know I used to look at their moods and try to plan the perfect array of words to convince them of my plea. 
Yet no was still no. <laughs> never changed anything. I would, but I would never go to my dad and simply ask rudely, hoping for him to just grant my wishes. I owe respect to my dad. The God we pray to is our Father. And oftentimes we forget this. We owe him utmost respect and awe. The apostles sure did. Thanking the Father and bowing their knees to the Father. Do our prayers glorify God? Or do we just try to extract what we want? Do we even acknowledge God in our prayers? I love Paul's doxology in Romans 11, where he goes, Oh, the depth of the riches and the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of our Lord or who has been his counselor? Who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. God is all-knowing, just, above all, and creator of all. And he is the one who gave us prayer, a way of talking to him. So when we pray, acknowledge who you are talking to and show him respect. You know, we all start our prayers with, dear Lord, Heavenly Father, or God, or hey, however we start our prayers. But we really need to focus. We are praying to our Lord, Father. <laughs> so now that we know who to pray to, we need to analyze what prayer is. Prayer is a direct link to God to communicate with him and cast our cares on him. It is not a meditation. It is not a bodily position. It is not a repetition of words. It is not a means to participate in religion. You know, we don't just gather on a Sunday morning to pray, just to participate in religion. It is our hearts before the heavenly maker. Psalm chapter 145, verse 18 reads, The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. Prayer is a time where we kneel and ask God for his help. While we worship him and humble ourselves before him. And we have a confidence, a promise from God that he hears them. 1 John 5.14 states, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. We have hope in this. When we go through dark times, and it seems like we are alone, God is just a call to wait. Or when we feel like we won't arrive at a goal, God is just a call away. When you have one of your loved ones in the hospital, God is just a call away. When a loved one close to you has died, God is just a call away. And on the opposite spectrum, when we have successfully overcome an obstacle, God is just a call away. When a baby is about to be born, God is just a call away. When you're going to get married soon or you just got married, God is just a call away. And when you finally got the job that you were searching for, or when you finally learned that your grandson just went into elementary school, God is just a call away. 
And throughout all these scenarios, we can talk to God. Isn't that amazing? Our Creator has given us a way to keep in contact. So that brings us to our next point. So we know who to pray to and we know what to pray about. But where do we pray? Where do we pray? Now, of course, we can pray anywhere, right? You can pray right now if you really want to. But I'm talking in specifics. Matthew 6, verse 6 states, But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When we pray, it is a personal conversation with God that needs to be done privately. Having a conversation with God about your worries and your cares is a personal thing. And the Lord warns us against praying in public for attention. The next verses, verses 7 and 8, say, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Now this is specifically for private prayers. Do not use a lot of words to impress God. God knows what you need while you pray. We aren't fooling Him. We need to pray our personal prayers silently in our room, one-on-one with God, Bible in hand, having a conversation. Letting God speak to us while we pray. But group prayer is also essential in the church. It is important. When Peter was jailed in Acts 15, the church was praying for God to free him the whole church came together and prayed. And then an angel of the Lord appeared and unshackled Peter. And when Paul is doing his missionary trips, he often asks the churches to pray for him. For examples, in Colossians 4, verses 2 to 4, Paul says, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message, that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I, may clear, that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. And the Bible also states in Matthew 18, verses 19 and 20, Again I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. So which is it? Why does God ask us to pray privately? yet also to pray together as a church or in groups of two or three. I believe that we need to pray together for our missionaries, for the persecuted church, coming together in God's name for someone in, the need, of, in need of health in our congregation. We need to come together in prayer when it comes to electing an elder or someone in the church, like the apostles did in Acts 6 with the 12th disciple. Praying for the spreading of God's word and opportunities to share the gospel. Yet, to have a close connection with God, it is important to pray with Him alone, in a conversation, reading your Bible in your room, letting God speak to you and guide you by the Holy Spirit. Praying alone with your wife and kids, your friends, your roommates, just you really focusing on God's will in your life. And this brings also to my next point. When should we pray? 
The Bible is clear about this one. Even the psalmist knew. The psalmist kept writing, at dawn, in the morning, at midday, in the afternoon, at night, at dusk, midnight. Paul puts it like this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Pray, uh, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Pray without ceasing. Whoa. How am I supposed to do that? You know, if someone wants to have a conversation with me, just say, no, 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 wait, I'm praying, I can't talk right now. No. God wants us to depend on him for every aspect of our lives. Let me give you an example of a day of praying without ceasing. Thanking him for getting out of bed. Then thanking him for the bowl of cereal you got to eat that morning. Thanking him for the nice day outside, whether raining or sunny or snowing. Thanking him for a mean of transportation to get to school or work, whether it be a car, a bus, two legs to walk on. Thanking him for the opportunity you have to work or to go to school. Asking him to help, to help you work for his glory and not slacking off at work or in school. Asking, he, asking him to make you an example in your workplace or school and thanking him to be that example. Then thanking him for the lunch you're about to have and the fact that you actually have a lunch to eat. The list goes on and 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 on. We just made it to lunch. <laughs> Whenever an opportunity to thank God comes up, take it. Take that opportunity to praise our maker. Those are short prayer examples. I believe that you also need to set aside time to pray with him once again for everything that happens throughout your day and to cast your worries on him alone in your room or with your family, a few friends. Make God the center of your life. And the best way to keep a life centered on God is to pray to God to keep your life centered on God. If you are tempted to sin, the best way out is to pray serious prayer to God. If you aren't too sure about your budget for the month and how you'll pay your bills in time, Pray to God for wisdom and counsel. If you aren't sure about what career path you want to undertake, pray for clarity. If you're going through a cold, pray for strength. If you have a loved one in the hospital, pray for peace and healing. Always focus on God all the time. And notice in verse 18 there, the little uh, all, giving thanks in all circumstances. No matter what is going on in your life, at any moment's notice, thank God that he is in control and ask him for guidance. God is in control. So why should I pray even? If God knows what I need and he's in control, 
and he'll know what I say. Why even ask? God demands that we pursue him. He wants us to ask. In Luke chapter 18, Jesus tells us this parable, my favorite parable, the parable of the persistent widow. It starts off like this. And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused. But afterward he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge says, and will not God give justice who elect, to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? And James says in chapter 5 of the book of James, in verses 13 to 18, if is anyone among you suffering, let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of, the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. God wants us to ask fervently in prayer. As a step of obedience, yes, but as a step of faith. Keep crying out to God in prayer. Persevere in this, because he always answers. Whether it be yes or no, God answers. And God won't answer yes or no if you don't ask. He'll know, but he won't tell you. You didn't ask. D.A. Carson puts it this way. Our Heavenly Father is not a piece of machinery that dispenses goodies provided we just press the right buttons. He is a person and expects us to interact with him in personal ways with submission and faith and request and thanksgiving, submitting everything to him finally in the full assurance that he really does know best. And sometimes his answers will be no precisely because he does know best. So why should we pray? As a step of faith to God, trusting that he will take care of us if we only ask out in faith. So now, how should we pray? First of all, let's look at how not to pray. We briefly went over this passage earlier, Matthew 6, verses 7 and 8. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, 
but your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Don't use a big word when a singularly unloquacious and diminutive linguistic expression will satisfactorily accomplish a contemporary necessity. Don't use big when small is good. <laughs> Paul gives us many examples of prayer in his epistles. Let's look at Colossians 1, verses 9 to 14 together. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance with patience and joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints of light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Pray without ceasing, asking the Father for all understanding and wisdom to walk in his steps in a manner worthy of the Lord, bearing fruit while you go, increasing in your knowledge of him, asking for strength to get through the day with endurance, with patience and joy, thanking him because through him we have access to heaven, because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, in whom we have redemption of sin. This is a powerful prayer. And I believe it is a template of what we should pray. This prayer should be prayed for all those struggling, all those going through tough times, joyful times, good or bad. It touches all bases, and it is a powerful prayer. God is a great God. He gave us a way to talk with him. Our Father, we can just any time talk to him. And we take it for granted. We are able to cast out all our cares on him, ask him personally for every single one of our needs, thank him for what he does, and we take it for granted. God gave us his Son, Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. Rose from, the days three gra rose from the grave three days later. Through him, God has opened up the gates of heaven for all who believe in his name. This God gave us prayer, a way to talk to him. He is an awesome God, and he is worth all our praise and adoration. We need to pray to God. Oh, the depth of the riches and the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord and who has been his counselor? Or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. This God 
the God who made it all and through him is all has given us prayer. Let's take a minute to pray here right now. Talk to God and thank him for what he's done for us, for you. Just in your heads, just think about all the blessing he's given you, whether seen or unseen over the years, whether you even know them yet. And thank him that he's kept you alive this long. And thank him and praise him for everything he's done for you as your father. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, just want to come in prayer in front of you, Lord. We want to thank you for all that you've done for us, just for every blessing you've given us and an opportunity to be able to talk to you, Lord. Lord, I'm very sorry for all the times we've just ignored you or we just drifted off into prayer, Lord, and then fell asleep. Oftentimes, Lord, we forget who you are when we pray. Lord, I pray that you strengthen our hearts to remember you through our everyday lives. I pray that we can walk in a manner worthy to you, Lord. And I pray that we can bear fruit in your name, Lord. Just increasing in your knowledge and being strengthened by you to just be able to walk, Lord. Give us patience, endurance, and joy through our everyday life, Lord. And Lord, thank you so much for the sacrifice of your son that we may be able to live, Lord, and have eternal life. Thank you so much. And Lord, I pray for everybody here today. I pray that all of us may be encouraged to keep praying, Lord, and to be strengthened at work and at school, and to remember whose child we are. We are yours, Lord. May we focus on your name, Lord, and may we fully devote our lives to you. Thank you so much that you brought us here. It's in your name that I pray. Amen.